What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to Take You in Action PA, episode 30, first episode of 2023. And with the first episode of 2023, we've got a new uh, co-host joining us tonight, uh, another PA organizer, Jamie Martin. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I wanted to bring him on so that uh, uh, we could have, well, I wanted to bring you on, I mean, so we could have two people here who have uh been around the party for a while now and you know we've we've seen it when it was low on activity there was hardly any people around hardly any county affiliates and in a minute we'll be talking to our chair here who's been helping us propel forward into the new year and i'm really excited to talk with him as am i yeah uh, but since you're new to the podcast, why don't you give a quick intro to your, on yourself? Well, uh, I mean, I've been involved with the LPPA uh, pretty loosely over the past, uh, I would say, roughly 15 years. Uh, I was involved pretty heavily into truth, freedom, and prosperity uh, in Philadelphia long before uh, we ever really got involved into the direct game that was going inside of uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, since then, you know, uh, a lot of things have happened. It seemed like there needed to be a bit more of a hands-on approach to uh, people getting involved in the party. And I'd say that I have been a dues-paying member for roughly five to maybe, I think it might be on my sixth year now. Not really sure. have to double-check yeah, that. So but... the sixth year would be 2016. <laughs> mm. 
Sound right? Uh, probably. It's probably closer to 2018, I would imagine. Then. All right. But yes. Yeah, it's, I think that's that. That's when I got directly involved with um, actually coming out to conventions, um, being involved with my county on a certain level. Uh, yeah. Prior to that, like we did a lot of, you know, uh, things with uh, various counties in Chester County, but like in a uh, more uh, distant approach. Nobody was actually yeah. directly involved. So. Yeah, we got someone else in the comments who's uh, been around with us uh, since the beginning. So. Mm. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, now let's bring our guest on. Uh, he's been on a few times, but I've been wanting to get on and get him on as a solo guest for a while now. And now we're finally able to make that happen. So as of uh, March 2022, he's the uh, chair of the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania, uh, planning on seeking re-election. Uh, so he'll give us uh, all the updates and everything we need to know about the LPPA and our vision for the future. Uh, let's bring on Rob Coburn. How are you doing tonight, Rob? What's going on, guys? How's everybody hey, doing? Yeah, I'm it's good to see you again. Absolutely. Can't complain that nobody would listen. Home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely, I was saying earlier, you definitely got a very uh, libertarian vibe in your that's going on back there. Well, I'm choosing to run as a libertarian for chair this year. Last year, I chose to, be, to, to not be, and I think that's what pushed me over the edge. But this year, I guess I'll take on the brand. <laughs> All right. It only took you a year, but we finally convinced you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why don't you tell us uh, what's been going on the past year? Uh, what's what are some of the party's biggest achievements? What have you been working on? Tell us about the LPPA yeah. in 2022. Where have we just come from? Yeah, well, uh, it's been quite a year uh, from, uh, you know, heading into the, the last year's convention uh, with, you know, not sure what the direction of this party was going to be. You know, we've, we've had a, a lot of momentum going with, uh, with you know, the, the ideas that the caucus uh, was was espousing, um, but uh, I think uh, it's no it's no uh, secret that uh, Pennsylvania was one of the key moments of of the takeover, um, if if you will. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a takeover anymore. I think it was just you know uh, libertarians choosing to show mm -hmm. up and and be in the party. But um, you know, going into the last convention um, with uh, uh, you know some hostile uh, environment and and. And ultimately being able to be successful, um, you know, feeling uh, the high of, of all the work we had done and, and really getting an achievement and then coming out to realize that uh, we had adopted a party that wasn't even able to pay the the bill for the convention that we had just held. Uh, and that was uh, really um, not much left but a shell and a name, um, uh, you know, through the hard work of uh, everybody here and, uh, you know, the, the people in our committees. Uh, uh, we did a whole lot with nothing but people uh, who were really brand new, uh, putting things on their back and just, you know, learning as we go, but, but committing to, to the ideas that we've, uh, we've been talking about. Um, and, and it looks like it, uh, it had some effect. Um, you know, this year we were able to maintain ballot access in Pennsylvania for the first time in a midterm year in, in I think 20 years, I think 2004 was the last time. Um, so that is a that's a, a, a very, very big deal, um, uh, you know, with the success we had with the, the molten maneuver uh, in the last local elections um, going into next year. If we didn't uh, have that ability to to maintain uh, ballot access and, and 
you know, be in control of, of the nominations, we would have really been at a disadvantage uh, at uh, how we, we are able to help uh, people continue to get elected. Um, so I, I have to hand it to, uh, to all of our candidates, um, to, to our, uh, our elections committee and our candidate support committee. Uh, a lot of these people, they were figuring out as they went and just, just the, the sheer uh, the passion and, and drive to, to figure out whatever it took. Um, I, I, I couldn't be prouder of them. Um, uh, we were, uh, uh, you know, getting our committees uh, back up and going. We, we no longer prohibit people who would like to join uh, from, from being in committees. So I think that's a step in the right direction. Uh, and next year, uh, uh, we plan to have another, another healthy run with the malt manure. Uh, I think, I, I, I think realistically, uh, I'd like to see 300 libertarians elected in Pennsylvania, but, uh, we're going to take it to another level and, uh, we're going to try some actual contested elections. Um, we're, we're going to kind of, you know, combine the ideas of what we learned with the malt manure and, and, uh, identify races, uh, you know, maybe in, in, uh, uh, still at the local level, I, I think that that's where our fight is. Um, I don't think that we're going to, you know, get a, some big office and legislate, from, you know, freedom from down on high. It's going to take the people in their communities uh, using uh, the principles of local, uh, you know, local nullification uh, to stop a lot of these bad things from going on. But uh, we'd like to identify, you know, races that, that are winnable. You know, maybe we're, we're uh, a candidate won by, you know, 20 or 30 votes. Um, and uh, use, you know, use our ground forces and use, use these ideas uh, that you know, we're, we're better than either of the other parties uh, on the things that they're supposed to be good on and, and let people know how good we are. Maybe maybe get a couple of, couple of contested elections under our belt. Sure. Yeah, I'd, I would like maybe maybe like you to expand on exactly um, how much of Pennsylvania might be encompassed in this sort of maneuver like. Do, do you see this in basically every county, every region kind of thing? Like, I know you guys have really run the numbers here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, sure. Uh, yes, uh, there, there is uh, opportunity in every county, in every district, in every precinct. Um, what, you know, what we do is we, we look at the, 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 we really gets very specific into the, the, the demographics and, and the, the attitudes of the areas where they're at, you know, identifying what are the, what are the, uh, the uh, pred predominant veils uh, or views in that area and uh, what offices and what issues and which candidates do we have that, that um, can, can, you know, put up a, a, a real uh, fight against these guys. Um, if, if you, if you figure out what the people are looking for where they're living and and you you uh, identify the races that that you know they're only winning by a couple of votes um i think that you know that's that's something that, that we can really take advantage of because um you know our, our our message is better and stronger and uh we don't want to uh you know rule your lives we don't want to uh, take your money and uh i think that i think a lot of them there so if you look at the demographics and if you you attack the left from the left and attack the right from the right, as the great Scott Horton would say, um, I think maybe we might just win a real election. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, you would say like on uh, especially uh, single issues that we have yeah. a lot of room for work yeah. uh, to work with the yeah. other parties inside of these districts. Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, what what is it that people care about? Usually, people are, are voters on single issues. 
um, and and, and I, I can't think of one where we're where we're not stronger on. Um, so if we just put the, the feet on the ground and get hands on doors and, and get people on the phone, uh, if we let them know that we're here and what we're doing, uh, uh, we, it was it was shown in the last elections uh, with the success that we had. Um, people like Ross Sylvester in his, uh, getting uh, 20, 24 percent in his in his race, uh, out of, you know, just out of nowhere. And that was in that was right into the city of Pittsburgh, um, you know, and, and that was just purely from the fact that, that he put uh, the work in. He went out, he hit the, the streets, he talked to people, he knocked on doors, he let them know that he was there. He put the signs up and, and he uh, and he had the success. Yeah. Yeah, so even with uh, the large races that we had this past year with the state representatives, the state senates, uh, U.S. House, uh, even the statewide races, those those are definitely those are definitely important races, if nothing else, and for messaging purposes. But this this year is a little bit different. This year we have the local races. So why don't you talk to us about uh, how that's different and the opportunity we have with campaigns in twenty twenty three. Well, you know, you bring up a good point about the, I think that the the statewide elections showed us something about what we can use going into these local elections. Uh, Eric Gerhardt, our Senate candidate, uh, he, so to maintain ballot access, you have to get uh, 2% of the highest vote getter in 10 different counties. Uh, he got them in 42, I believe. Uh, and and so we, we, we succeeded that margin by leaps and bounds. Um, I think that that shows that the people are are willing to vote, uh, you know, crossing crossing the lines, and and they're sick and tired of what they're getting. Uh, they're, they're it doesn't matter what it is; they're, they're looking for for something else. So if we actually hand them something of value, um, I think uh, we're going to do what what is really the, the 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 goal here, which is to create you know culture and and community. You know, winning elections is great. Uh, being able to influence policy is great. But but uh, if we can you know create an actual culture of, of people who who crave and 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 you know strive for liberty, um, that's to me that's the real goal. That's why the local elections are really the the, the key here. Um, so or, you know we have the ability to put things in in place with local candidates such as you know school boards, uh, town hall, uh, or city councilmen, and and particularly sheriff. Like if if people understood the power that that uh, these offices have, I mean sheriff. If, if you get a sheriff elected in the right uh, um, uh, county, uh, you can end the drug war overnight. Okay, uh, he can uh, sheriff can refuse to serve any uh, warrants for for drug possession, and and you have just stopped. Uh, arrest for for uh, you know a, a, a an activity that that we all know is not a crime. Uh, so the the power of a sheriff is unbelievably important, and, and I don't think that we're too far off from from the, the call for a libertarian sheriff. If we can get one in and show them what we can do, um, I think I think we we just change the game. So we we need to focus on our communities, and 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 that's where we can be. You know t- you know face to face with people, connect with them, show them that we're, we're their neighbors and then show them the power of, of this movement. And, and now I think that, uh, I think maybe we'll, we'll actually you know, maybe move that needle a little bit to the direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, so kind of what you're looking for is a bit more of an impact of exactly what we do here. And I, I think that this is something that you've spoken on quite a few times where um, basically giving people 
basically giving people a job um, is, is a, a sentence that I feel like you use a lot. Maybe you could expand on exactly yeah. what you mean yeah. by that. So, so um, are you talking about the volunteers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah giving so, the volunteers, the people that we yeah, get involved yeah. in the party and so, whatnot, like giving so, them an actionable position right. to move forward with. So any, anytime somebody new comes into the party, you know, some something motivated them, whatever the cause was, whether it's, you know, fed up with just being uh, uh, locked in their house or, or uh, they're, you know, on their last cent because they're overtaxed or they just want to, you know, be able to enjoy a plant, you know, with, uh, in, the, in the comfort of their own home. Um, you know, something motivated them to get up and get involved. Uh, and that it, it's at that moment where, you know, uh, if, if, if you don't harness uh, th that motivation right there, um, you, you, you just lost an opportunity. Um, so uh, it, it's absolutely necessary that when when people come, when they have that spark of motivation, that we have something for them ready to do. Um, uh, we've had a we've had a we've seen a problem over the last few years that you know someone gets involved, they get motivated, they come in, they get put on a committee, they get a job, they, they and then uh, the next thing they know, no one reaches out to them. There's no instructions. There's no direction. There's no uh, there's no uh, uh, policies of, of what uh, tools we have available for them, how they go about getting them. There's not even a schedule of where the events or, or their meetings are supposed to be. And that's and that is a failure of us as an as a organization to, of, of taking a, a motivated uh, you know, person and and just taking the wind right out of them. Uh, if every single person has to put this party back together before they can use it, we're not going to make it too far. So um, it, it's really uh, on us uh, to to uh, make sure that we're, we're we're putting this organization into a position where it can be a usable tool for somebody who wants to come and make a difference. Uh, you know, that's the easy part. We we just have to have uh, some structure. We have to have some guidelines, some guidance, and we have to be there for them and 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 you know help them figure out where their role is. Because uh, if 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 we don't take advantage of that moment of, of motivation, they're going to go sit back down and they're they're not going to get back up. So that that really is where uh, we as an organization need to recognize that that we're you know we need to serve our members, we need to serve our volunteers. Uh, that they're they, they're willing to come and put their time and energy into into trying to move this thing the way we want it to go. And if, and if we don't uh, have for them uh, the, the, the thing to do, that that's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, um, if we don't have that, then we've failed and uh, we're, we're, uh, we're not gonna get, get anywhere. Yeah, sure. Um, so what, what I'm hearing from you is basically like, uh, obviously this past year, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, a thing where you've had to get acclimated to this position because we left in a, a certain dire straight from transition to power um, over the last year. And that there's there's no illusion about that whatsoever, mm -hmm. that uh, walking in different roles has been been a struggle to a certain yeah. extent. But I mean, I could say that at least from my experience of viewing it, that meetings have been running a bit smoother over the progression <laughs> of time. And <laughs> they seem Fairly. to be they seem to be a little bit uh, more um, poignant and, and and getting to where they need to go um there isn't a lot of uh, workshopping and argumentation that's going on in them that's making them last eight hours anymore so i know that you have made progress but do you have like um so uh, saying what you just said do you have a sort of vision that you you see yourself moving forward with for the next year should you get reelected? yes and uh, I, I, I am 
uh, seeking again uh, at least one more time for for the chair i, I don't think uh the work that i've uh i have is that quite done yet I, i'd like to go again um, obviously you know it's up to the party with whatever they think so many good people that we've I, you know just came out of the woodwork this year I, I think a lot of people could could do it quite well um uh you know uh, to, to just touch on you know the meetings and, and effectiveness really it isn't anything that i did uh, i think that the, the chair role is really a misunderstood thing and this is something that i said when i ran last time it's it's a it's nothing but a glorified hall monitor what the reason that we've been able to be effective and and shorten the meetings is because i'm not trying to hold up uh the business that people want to get done i'm not trying to impose the business i want to get done all i do is facilitate a meeting the meeting belongs to the board it belongs to the to the to the members and all i'm doing is giving people red lights and green lights of when they're allowed to go and stop um so uh you know uh, i've learned a lot about what the role of chair is um and it really it's uh it's a very um it's a very in uh, yeah, uh, unimportant and 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 uh, uh, un, you know not too meaningful job if you're doing it correctly. But uh, I think that that's start. I think that's right. You know, I think we want the attention to be on our candidates. We want the attention to be on our volunteers and our and the people in our committees. Um, so that that's uh, keeping that in mind. I think that you know we'll be able to continue to get uh, more efficient. But again, efficiency isn't the key. We want effectiveness, right? Um, so. Uh, what do we have to do to be effective? We've, we've got to make sure that we have, uh, uh, you know, um, an understanding of what what what's going on. We need something for people to do. Um, we need to have instructions for them. You know, uh, if we have a volunteer and we don't hand them a cheat sheet of just you know how, how to how to uh, go out and, and do a door knocking or, or or get on a phone and and uh, give them a script. If we don't give them, uh, you know somebody instructions on our social media team about you know where how to engage in in posts or, or and we don't have a a, a a manual of how to how to write an effective press release and reach out and, and build you know th these are the things that we we need to to have and we need to develop in place. So um, you know th this next year uh, we we've identified people who who are here ready and willing. We didn't keep them out of the jobs that they wanted to do. Now we need to to you know, put down on paper what, what these jobs are. Uh, we, we need to make sure that the party owns the knowledge, not, you know, sp specific people, uh, you know, uh, moving their hands and directing people in, in the background that and, uh, if this person leaves or that person leaves, uh, you know, we're, we have no idea what to do. We, we need the party to have institutional knowledge. And, and um, I, I think that's, that's my hope uh, for the next year as an organization. Um, I can't, I can't remember uh, if I if I touched on your question. I might have gone off uh, on, a, on a spin there, but I I'd say that uh, the the only thing is that if you had may, maybe a direct vision or mm. uh, like a direct vision for what you see next year encompassing. Yeah. So so we have the unbelievable opportunity uh, to 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 introduce people to to local elections, right? We, the 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 number of signatures is not as high that we have to get the number of offices is is increased so people you know we can have people learning and growing together helping each other's campaigns out and and really getting uh, a a a unified force of, of a of a libertarian idea and message together uh going forward here 
Uh, but, but the most important thing I think about these local elections is we're going to get people involved. You know, we saw that with the with the malt maneuver. There's tons of stuff to do. Um, where, where we failed, I think, was um, uh, not not finding something for them to do after it was done. You know, we saw so many volunteers and and people who were so excited to get in these in these positions through the malt maneuver that that we just we we didn't know how to put them to good use afterwards. You know. So um, uh, something I'm very excited about is uh, uh, the development of the, the Issue Coalitions Committee. That was the first thing that I did when I became chair was put in an Issue Coalitions Committee. Um, I, I've always believed that this party is not just about running candidates. Uh, you know, it's about, it's about the philosophy. It's about the, the message and meaning. If we don't have that, then we, we have already lost. Um, so, so uh, you know, having initiatives that are directed at focusing on specific issues and developing and on growing them the awareness and and moving uh you know pushing for legislation and building coalitions with anyone and any anywhere who is uh, has an area of common ground we need to be reaching out to these people and working together and, and harnessing uh, our our collective power to to influence um, you know uh, uh, some 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 legislation and, and some attitudes at the local level. So uh, we we got uh, an amazing uh, amazing girl by the name of Regina Badger who uh, came came out of nowhere. Um, thanks, John Rasso. Um, but she is a she is a a, a force, and and it's people like her who who care so deeply about the issues. Um, that that the passion is going to uh, you know ignite that 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 uh, the 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 feeling and motivation of people to stay around that that's where we need to to focus after the next thing's done because the next step you know after these local elections we're in a presidential year and now now we're in the big game now now the money's on the table and not that I think we're going to win a, a presidency but but uh, if we if we uh, uh, allow another messaging opportunity to go by the wayside as we did in the last presidential election, then I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Uh, so we're going to need these, we're need these people that we gain over the next year uh, to stay around and be volunteers and work the doors and work the campaigns. So we need to, to, we need to uh, bring them in through the, through the campaigns. We need to keep them around with the issues that they care about and 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 have activity constantly going, and then apply them into uh, uh, a real uh, uh, national message. And then, as uh, if, if we can accomplish those things, um, I think after the presidential election, we're going to see a lot of people turn their heads and look this way. So we we got to get this party in order, so we can so we give these people a home. So they don't have to come and, and put it together before they can use it. And so we're not rejecting them like the last time there was a huge movement. You know, what happened after the Ron Paul campaign? All of these people with all of this energy and all this motivation with no home to go to. The Republicans didn't want them. The Libertarians didn't want them. They didn't know quite know what they were at. They were going in a different direction. And all these people sat down again, right? Uh, that that I, I was one of them. I think I think a lot of people here, here probably were. But the thing about Absolutely. that, the thing about that movement is... Uh, We've been waiting to stand back up, and uh, I think uh, I think we're going to have another opportunity to create a lot more of, of the Ron Paul, uh, uh, you know, mentality. And it, it's it's uh, our fault if we don't give them and build a home for them before before they uh, come and take a look.
I suppose that would kind of beg the question, since this is the off year prior to the presidential year that we're moving into, is what kind of structures would you like to see facilitated within the LPPA in order to make sure that that is a successful movement moving yeah. forward in 2024? Perfect question. I, I would like to see all of our committees having a mission and a and a policy, a, a, a set of procedures about this is why we our committee exists this is the this is the purpose that they're supposed to serve and a set of policies about the, the actions that they're going to go do to take it down if we can put in standard operating procedures on each one of our committees then we there we just have to hand over a set of instructions to anybody who comes in and 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 looks at the party we will have a job we'll have the the way that to do it and then and then now the bodies will start coming in um the the other thing um uh, man i had another one but uh i lost it sorry well, you, know, you can always come back to it if you think of it so. what was it possibly policy guidelines is that kind of what you're going for um well yeah the, so the policy guidelines um well, oh uh shit, it's something man it's on the tip of my tongue it's a good one too. You listen, it was a good one, all right? I know, I know. We've we've spoken yeah, to we, it we private. I, I wasn't sure if you were going, <laughs> you were going to be able to pull it. So that's that's cool. All right. Um, okay. So uh, we did have an audience question, and I think you answered it. Uh, what are your next steps for the party now that things have stabilized? Uh, from Greg Burton. Uh, so. Yeah. You, we talked about candidates yeah. already. We talked about yeah. changing the structure. The committees is there anything else you want to add to that yeah uh, putting putting on paper the knowledge that we just gained uh listen, I'm, I'm i'm very new at this man but I, I never thought politics was going to be something that i would put this much time and effort into but uh uh we did it we were here and i still feel like there's a purpose but we we learned so much in this last election and uh putting that knowledge down on paper and and having it ready and available so that we're not making silly mistakes like uh forgetting to instruct a county on how to fill out a form so that they don't so that, that uh they get rejected off of the ballot that's that man that's that's rookie stuff and that that's got to go so um having having the the just the the bare instructions ready and available and putting them in front of these people um, the, the other thing uh the other thing that, that we uh we really need to, to focus on is um uh getting business as much business as we can out of the hands of the state party and growing our affiliates into competent capable uh organizations that have the ability and autonomy to 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 do these things themselves if, if the counties is where this needs to happen. You know, I, we've had a really cooperative board this year. We've had a really great cooperate. You know, I think the party has, has been very uh, easy to work together, but but no one works together as well as people who are you know face to face. You don't get you can't be a keyboard warrior when someone's standing right there in front of you. Plus, these are your neighbors and in your community. And if we're going to build culture and community, it needs to happen there. So we don't want you know we're. We're losing the ability to to influence people by doing things at the state level. The state needs to be uh, uh, developing competent 
uh, affiliates in the counties who don't need us to make decisions for them. Um, you know, we, we want to, to uh, a good manager is someone who, who makes their employee so good that they, they have to go and leave. That, that's what a good manager does. And, and we need to be a good mentor instead of making decisions. We need to help our affiliates become, you know, we want them to be where we are now and then surpass. Uh, so I think uh, if we if we have the mentality that that we're not we're, we're we're trying to create competent pockets of libertarian culture in the communities and and not decide what what uh, you know decide everything for us and and really keep our our, our affiliates you know um, at a at a uh, juvenile level that, that that's uh, that will be uh, quite a quite a difference and give us something to be proud of. Yeah, I, I would say that um, just to expand on that was like, the, for, for example, as far as national, I think that Pennsylvania has done a very good job as being a, an, an example of a experiment of the state that has stood as a shining example for a lot of other undeveloped states with inside yeah. the LNC uh, moving forward. And that's kind yeah. of your vision for what you'd what you would look for the counties to do inside of here. And that's yeah kind of what makes us successful is that we do have a highly motivated population inside of the right. state that does these yeah. things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, listen, uh, I, I, I hope to uh, have every county affiliated and uh, it's, uh, we're not going to keep having two hour meetings. That's a daunting task. We're, we're not going to keep having two hour <laughs> meetings if we have uh, all 67 counties affiliated and, and 10 committees. Uh, we're going to want as little business as possible being done at the state level. So let's do ourselves a favor and let's make our affiliates uh, uh, a force to be reckoned with and, and capable of making their own choices and, and carrying this yeah. torch on. You happen to remember how many counties we have in PA? 67. Six, 67, right? 67? 67 uh, counties yeah. yeah plus plus you add in we have the executive committee and then on top of that we still have standing committees with votes uh, <laughs> uh that's that's a yeah. that's a happy board even the even the most cooperative board is going to have a, a difficult time having uh, under a two hour meeting and uh, yeah boy those are my favorite <laughs> yeah so right now we're around yeah. half to two-thirds of the way yeah. there or something yeah. like that so, so only like 25 more to go yeah um, you know, uh, so, something to think about as well. And I think that, uh, um, this is something that, that we, it, it's just a, it's just an adjustment to the way that we do business in the party is, um, you know, we have these committees and we, we have them for a reason, but we still seem to be making all of the decisions at the party, at the state level. You know, our, our counties are the ones bringing motions to tell our affiliates or, or our, our committees what to do. Uh, something I'd like to see is us have some more faith and 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 trust in our committees. Let's fill them with good people. Let's give them the uh, the power to to make some decisions, and let's run every motion through a committee. You know, but it, it should be if we if we readjust the the you know a, a county. Somebody a county wants to bring a motion. Why would they bring it to the board? Why, well, we have a committee for this. Why not bring it to a, a smaller group of people who is designed to do the thing they're looking to do? And if we start running, if we start running um, um, motions and 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 uh, you know uh, activity through the committee to vet first and then bring us a solution, uh, rather than you know having somebody who maybe and and, and I'm at fault about this. I know nothing about technology, and I have on multiple occasions tried to bring solutions for our communication and, and technology that I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. We've got people in this party to know how to do that. All we need to do is let them know, hey, we got a problem. 
how, what what's what are the options here how can we what, what can we do about this and instead of people bringing all of you know we have battle and solutions and and, and things like that Let, let's run our motions through the committee let's let them do their job and then the, let's let the committee bring it to the board who voted up or down and then we're out of there and that that that's how we're, we're going to have an effective meeting and, and be an effective organization let's, sure let's yeah. yeah let's let our committees do the work yeah yeah that that would uh actually uh things in the background that i've had conversations with so i mean uh, assuming that it comes to that uh towards convention having um people stop workshopping ideas inside yeah. of state meetings and um bringing them forward as full commitments yeah uh, something that you would definitely support moving forward oh yeah 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 Good. yeah and something i can't emphasize enough is just the fact that there's been little to no strategic planning on the state or national level up until 2022 for that, you know, you, you would, you might go in with a plan. Then the next year, somebody else takes over all the institutional knowledge is lost. Any planning down the drain. Now, now for the first time, we're actually starting to see some element of long-term planning and record keeping so that we have a chance of, continuing the work that we're starting now uh, it's, it's something always to keep in mind that we're in very new territory today that we ever have been really as a party um there's a larger membership base more people active uh than maybe have been in 20 years behind uh mostly federal candidates that facilitated this in the past and a lot of this is a grassroots organization that's built into what it is today and pennsylvania is definitely a star in yeah that respect and yeah. uh you know we got to do this right right yeah listen i think it's very important that we remember why why we have to we must maintain a grassroots organization this is why local level politics is so important for this party if we have the success of the other parties if we start getting libertarians elected to, to state houses you know state legislation we get a federal guy that you know what's going to happen to the part this party is the same thing that happens to any organization at any level in any area it's going to become more important to maintain it than it is to serve the needs of the people it's supposed to serve so uh we we, we got to remember that this is a this is a movement of people this is about this is about uh people living their lives and we have to, to we have to stay with them and, and at that level we, we got to we got to go there. We got to stay at the local, the local stuff, man. That's where, that's where the libertarian game is. That's where we're going to take this thing down. Yeah, that sounds uh, very familiar. It almost sounds like you're uh, describing the state itself. <laughs> 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 Only existing to perpetuate itself. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, though, it's not it's not just politics. It's it's any organization that becomes successful. The the. Uh, being the one who makes the organization advance more is becomes the goal. You know, uh, look at what happens to religion. Look at what happens to corporations. Look at what happens to, to uh, uh, mob mentality. It, it's about the, the perpetuation of the organization itself over the principles it was supposed to serve. And, and we're not going to be immune to that. So if we if we go outside of our realm into the org, you know, if we start uh, uh, trying to 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 um, uh, you know, uh, be a, be be a, the ruling class. You know, uh, we're we're gonna follow the same the same uh, um, uh, uh, problems as as anybody. Uh, I don't want to set people free in my lifetime. I want them to do it them damn selves. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but we can be a lot more efficient at it if we work together. We must. We, we, uh, well, uh, as Misa would say, that's 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 the 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 the, the most you know the the most beautiful thing about you know, uh, people is is how how well we work together and and uh you know the, the more we 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 serve each other you know the more value we create and offer to people that you know improves their lives the more wealth we get you know the, the idea that it, it it really in in a, if we had a really true free market uh, the person who is the most selfish is going to be the, you know, to, to get what they want. They're going to have to give the most value out into the world to, to get it in exchange. So man, you can't even go wrong with it, with this, with this idea here. And the, it's a, it's a hell of a concept that, that, uh, you know, even the worst of us can't be, can't be filthy, stinking rich unless they're, they're being the best they can be. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so let me ask you this then. What would you say is the single, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick like a project or yeah. an event or something yeah. like that, that you're most looking forward to with the LPPA in 2023? Yeah. Well, um, I, uh, I will always leave it to our committees to decide what, what issues they want to work on, but I would absolutely love it i would just be tickled if anybody ever took me up on my proposal to uh to to uh address and and make aware the people of their right of, of jury nullification um i i would love for this party to be synonymous with the idea of jury nullification uh it's such an unbelievable tool it's an uh, it's, it's it's amazing to me that it's still uh able to exist in in, in this in this uh, environment that we have uh, and and we here in Pennsylvania, I don't know if many people know this. We are very, very uh, uh, strategically situated to be the state that puts it into their constitution that uh, every criminal trial must have given to the jury a mandatory instruction of their right to jury nullification. Right now, you can't. It, it's illegal to even tell them that 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 uh, that, that they have the right to nullify. Um, but. Uh, uh, so uh, during the when, when, you, when you say illegal, you, it is like literally illegal. It's for illegal to tell a jury that they have the right to nullify the law. Huh. Yeah, like you can't stand outside of a court. Yes, Supreme Court case. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. crap! Um, I, I don't think I realized so, that. <laughs> okay. So this this is something that even even less known than jury nullification is that jury nullification itself is tied so like fundamentally to Pennsylvania because it was William Penn himself uh, 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 that was uh, uh, arrested and his case uh, was the first time in, in US or in, in uh, British common law that uh, that it was uh, uh, ruled that a, um, a a jury has the right to say that they will not convict under a law yeah uh, uh, it's a, it a crazy case you can go look it up um, uh, but uh, William Penn ended up in a, in a situation where he he was, uh, you know, confronting uh, the clear, uh, um, uh, you know, authority that, that, that the, the people were with him and uh, eventually ruled that the, the jury could choose not to convict him. But that was the motivation, that case and the trouble that he went through with it was the was 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 the, the most, in his words, the, the determinative factor to come to the United States and eventually found Pennsylvania. 
Hmm. So without jury nullification, we wouldn't have had Pennsylvania. So if we can't grasp that and, and take it and harness the history of how this place even came to be and use it to be the state that puts jury nullification in the Constitution as a required instruction at every criminal trial, then, then I don't think anybody can. So it's up to us. And if we don't do it, uh, then I don't know who else is going to do it. So I would love yeah, to, to get on board with jury notification. Not to not to treat our uh, our uh, audience like children or anything there, but what would uh, jury nullification encompasses essentially how you would define it as? So jury nullification is the right of the jury to judge the law at which the, uh, they're being prosecuted. So the jury is known as the trier of fact, right? They the, all the evidence is presented. The jury says what facts happened. And then the judge says, I'll take these facts and I'm going to apply the law to it. You gave me the facts. I just now do what the law says. Well, a jury nullification says um, uh, it takes the, 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 the application of law out of the judge's hand. It says even if a person did the thing that this says is a crime, we will not convict them under it. So, no, you can't take the facts and apply it uh, with a law. So, um, say say uh, you you have someone who, who uh, um, is arrested for a drug possession, right? Uh, if the jury if the jury finds that they were in possession of of of, uh, of you know uh, of marijuana, the judge then has to convict them. Jury nullification says yes, they did this, but we will not convict you. We will not allow the judge to convict it, and we will nullify their right to to sentence you. So um, you can stop again. You you can stop things like like uh, nonviolent drug offenses overnight uh, in a in an area that that uh, chooses and and the people the people are with the idea of ending the drug war. Um, we can stop uh, judges from being able to put people in cages uh, by saying no. You you can't use the, the the these facts that you were making us give you. Uh, to to apply it to this law, which is wrong. That's what jury nullification is. And inside the the uh, the the room of the jurors, essentially, you are just choosing to abstain from. No, it's not even abstaining. It is it is finding the facts and uh, refusing to uh, to to uh, submit a verdict of guilty. So yes, you did the thing that you're you're alleged to do, but you will not be con you will not be convicted of it. So it's like saying that you're not guilty. On this is not a crime. This law is bullshit. This is not a crime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how that yeah. would play out. Yeah. So there is an audience question on that. So would it be legal for one of the jury members to inform no. the others? No. No. No, nope. really? No. Okay. I almost found myself in that nope. situation. So good thing that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It is. Yeah. You can you can be charged with contempt of court and, and cause a mistrial. <laughs> wow. Like okay, I, I don't think I this through, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> I was almost selected for a jury, and it would have been a case deserving of nullification. I'm pretty sure it was a possession charge. So if you if you want to wow, make sure I had no idea jury if you want to make sure you never call for jury duty again, let them know that you believe in jury nullification. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that wasn't that didn't turn out to be necessary. It, it, yeah. I actually uh, knew the prosecutor personally, so I had to be removed from the from the jury pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, uh, so the jur the jurors room is supposed to be one of the most like 
uh, like sanct and and respected and and safe places. But even there, uh, though the uh, there's been uh, um, uh, you know uh, they'll say that uh, it's uh, undue uh, you know uh, uh, influence and, and corrupting the jury. And, uh, they won't yeah. go as far as as taking it off the you know they won't say it's not allowed because uh, even even they can't can't uh, go against uh, you know the the history of it and, and man it, uh, is that fortunate because there's not a lot of good ones left on the books but we got we got that one you might not be able to tell <laughs> talk about it but uh, it's like it is it, it's li it's like Fight Club you can't you can't talk about it <laughs> but it's, all right uh, so one more follow up on that then what is the path to getting it on the PA constitution so this is different this is difficult so uh, and in pennsylvania um referendums uh cannot be brought by petition they have to be brought uh by uh by a legislature um so what is it going to take it's going to take uh a the demand of the people uh to that, that their legislatures uh, uh give them what they're what what they're nominating them for um, what I would like to see the party do is use the state level elections to make, to to tell as many people as we can about jury nullification because they can't stop us then, right? Uh, uh, and and if 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 some of the inner city communities and and, and communities that uh, don't really get a good run in the courts uh, get get an understanding of what jury nullification is and 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 see that we're we are the party of nullification. We're going to reach people who who have never heard these ideas and who uh, who I think were probably some of the people who need them the most and are being, uh, as Ron Paul said, they're, they're, a lot of people get a real bad run in the courtroom. Uh, and and you know, uh, I, I will never be one to commend the police, but uh, on a, it's the, it's the courts we still have a real big problem with, and um, we can reach we can reach people that perhaps we we didn't know that we could reach through the idea of nullification and and. And now, if we connect with people who who we we didn't even know a pathway to, now we're going to be something dangerous because they, they've tried to divide, you know, certain groups for so long. If we get together on something like this, uh, you better watch out because uh, uh, liberty unites us, and they'll uh, be in trouble. Yeah. So if I'm hearing that correctly, what you're saying is that if people do decide to run for state office, which is often something that we don't yeah. promote necessarily within the caucus, but yeah. that we definitely do still need statewide candidates yeah. for them to run on a platform of jury yeah. nullification would yeah. be something right. that we would encourage. Yeah. If I get yeah. in, I will bring a bill to, for jury nullification. And then you just scream the word nullification as much as you can, jury nullification, jury nullification, jury, and you just uh, you repeat it as loud as you can and tell every single person that you have the opportunity to tell. That's uh, we can. Uh, yeah. we, we may not be able to get uh, uh, you know uh, somebody in in the PA legislature to to bring one, but we can tell people that it exists and uh, and and we can connect with people on it. And uh, yeah, it yeah, we we already do have. Uh, several members of the party that have been meeting with legislators Ooh, um, hold on, hold on, my, for other issues. I got to so, plug my computer and I'm about to die. Hold on. <laughs> no, that's all right. So yeah, we, we already have people in our party working on issue coalitions and meeting with state legislators on um, defend the guard, marijuana legalization. Yeah. Um, this, this is the next, this is the next step. Um, we got to get the conversation started on jury nullification for anyone who's supporting Decrim in particular should be a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
But man, this applies everywhere. Uh, you know, gun possession, uh, uh, anything you can think of that's a stupid, dumb law. Again, uh, if we got a sheriff and if we told people about the right to jury nullification, we have just cut like half of the bad laws off the books and they can't come into our counties and and use these bad, dumb laws to put uh, nonviolent, innocent people in cages. Uh, and that, that's a that's a that's a step in the right direction to me. Yeah. So uh, one more thing I want to cover before we wrap up. So uh, give us the lay down uh, on the convention. Tell us uh, tell us everything about it. Yeah. So we have a nice little convention coming up. I would love it if you would join us. <laughs> um, it's a, a 50th anniversary. So we're in, in the in the, uh, the um, uh, you know, the 50 years is gold. So we're going to uh, be celebrating the gold standard. Maybe we'll get get uh, get some sound money enthusiasts coming, but we've got uh, a ton of great speakers: uh, Dave Smith, Hannah Cox, Dennis Porter, Maj Touré, uh, Lenny Houston, Shane Hazel, Mike Tremet, uh, uh, Dr. Amy Lafour, uh, Mike Salvi. Uh, we've got tons of um, um, uh, 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 training and 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 uh, uh, breakouts to to. Uh, you know, let people know of the opportunities going on. Let it, you know, get get to talk with the uh, people who are got some experience about you know running campaigns, running issues. Get together and maybe you know find people who are interested in the same issues that you're into. You know, we would really like to 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 uh, uh, see the convention business turn as our meetings have gone and really be uh, a small part of what the convention is going to be. We have you know th this is really a time for us to get together and celebrate. Um, you know, what we're doing and our successes and, and where we're going in the future. And um, we've had a really cooperative board. I would love it for as many people to come out and, and show how cooperative we can be and and uh, take in the, uh, the the chance here to see some some really great people um, who are who are moving this movement forward and, um, you know, connect with them one on one and um, you know, also come on out and, and have your say with what you want to have to see happen in the party. Let, you know, if, 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 uh, you would, uh, grace me with the honor of being your chair again, let me know what you want to do. Uh, you know, talk to me, let, let's, let's figure it out together. And, uh, it's going to be in Reading. Uh, the, uh, interestingly enough, it is the top rated double tree in the nation, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but that's a, it's a, wonderful uh, wonderful location right in the center of the state and um we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a lot of fun so i hope you come on out cool so i guess uh and i know we've alleviated to it several times and you have made mention of it but then this is your official announcement that you are re running for re-election that, that daddy's coming back problem. can't get rid of me yet <laughs> <laughs> well i'm yeah. certainly looking forward to it i'll yep. sit in the chair uh, another year if you have me I posted the link to convention registration in the chat. I think it's in the uh, description for the episode as well, just in case it's in the comments now. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. I looked over the schedule. There's a lot of uh, different events going on. Even if yeah. uh, you're out of state, uh, you are no longer able to uh, participate in the business anymore. But that's probably 
that's that's probably for the best because that's the less interesting part anyway we've got we've got uh you know opportunities to have you know uh personal intimate uh uh you know events with uh, with a lot of these speakers they're not going to be just up on stage they're going to be hosting different breakout rooms and and different uh uh, uh you know um uh, specific events with with you know some smaller groups of people so uh you you'll be able to to you know actually talk and 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 get to know some of the people who we you know we we see on our podcasts every day and uh but uh, no they'll be here and they're 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 uh, ready to to uh you know uh, engage and and, and let's uh, you know ask yeah, including all of us we'll all be there too yeah yeah and in case nobody decided they wanted to read it like bill cox said make sure to get your packages for the early bird special before january yeah. 15th so yeah we, we have a lovely hotel we also have a lovely hotel bill coming and i would just it would be fantastic yeah. If well, I, I like some of the events here. Uh, got the Ladies of Liberty Forum uh, with three of our guests that we uh, previously mentioned. We've got uh, my local uh, comedian who will be participating in the Last in Liberty Comedy Show, Adam Nutter, among many others, and the 2023 LPPA Bash. I don't. Besides what it says here. I don't even know what's happening during that event. So it'll, it'll be a surprise to me as, as much as it is to everyone else. So uh, I'll, be make sure another, uh, I'll be hosting another open event with a, an open bottle of whiskey in the hall again for anybody who would like to. Yeah, I, I would imagine that, that 11 p.m. cutoff is pretty loose. <laughs> so. Yeah. Isn't that right, Joel? <laughs> And this, this is the, yeah, I mean, this is the kind, like, if you've never been to one of these before, this is the kind of group that um, I just mentioned to, like, our secretary, Greg, in conversation uh, at one point. Like, oh, hey, I happen to, you know, I, I have a uh, wall uh, ornament, uh, like, yeah. one of those decorations that has a oh, bottle cap on it from across the state. And I just said, oh, I'm looking for some more. I only have one from the Pittsburgh area. And yeah. he said he'd bring me like a six pack over from yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. so I can fill up my yeah. map with bottle caps got, from all over the state. Like this is the kind of some, crowd of people we got here. We got some drinkers over here in the West, I'll tell you. Oh, and just while you have it up here, I like to say, uh, you see it, we got challenge coins, right? This is the this is the year of the gold standard. So we're going to be having some coins. Um, these come with some of the packages. If you if you get one of these, you're going to have some uh, uh, some uh, special privileges, uh, 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 events with the speakers, and uh, um, you know, uh, jump in the line in um, uh, in, in uh, uh, credentialing. Which if uh, uh, we're we're preparing to actually uh, desire to credential people properly, so I'm hoping it's going to go a little smoother. But it's always nice to get ahead of that crowd if you've ever been standing in that line. Um, although. Uh, <laughs> Bring yourselves and bring the whiskey, <laughs> Bill. I thought you're bringing the whiskey, man. I saw I saw that collection before, um, but uh, yeah, well, everyone's uh, bringing whiskey. Clearly, <laughs> um, it's gonna be another rebellion. Yeah, <laughs> get your, come on, out, get yourself a challenge coin. Remember the the uh, the convention where the most handsome chair has ever been elected, and um, yeah, take something home with you. All right. Well said. So uh, I there was one more audience question I wanted to save until the end. Uh, you make sure we didn't ignore you here. I just want to point out before you answer it, uh, we will be doing a special episode sometime within the next week, roughly, to talk specifically about the bylaws. So 
Um, we're we're looking to have yeah, we, we will Ray, come back. I have, so I have not yet employed him yet, but I believe John Rasa mm -hmm. will be there too, because um, <clears throat> he has to be now that I said that he's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so so never fear. We will we will talk about the bylaws. Um, don't worry. Well, that, I think I think uh, I think that uh, we, we've got ourselves faced with something here that uh, is is possibly the most difficult thing uh, anyone can undertake to do, which is. Uh, 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 offer a, a, a complete replacement uh, to a set of rules. So the, I'm, sh I'm certain uh, there are, are feelings uh, in every direction on this. And I think uh, uh, let's, uh, let's do what we've been good at uh, all year, which is let's talk to each other. Let's understand what, what's going on here. Let's, let's, let's be open and because there's, there's all sorts of ways that we can do this. But, but let's, let's figure out what we want to do and uh, let's figure out what, what's best for us. And I think that we're going to end up in the right place. So let, let's just talk to each other. And, and then I think we'll be all right. At the very uh, least, we have another 27 days to figure this out before the proposals are in. And we need yeah. to get there. So, you know, yeah. let's all come with a very respectful. I just, I'd like to say it is in Robert's rules that you are required to, uh, to, to extend a, a reading and an interpretation of good faith uh, in everything that we do here, it is in the rules. So I was unaware of this. Okay. Yeah, it's right. It's in Roberts. You are to uh, you are to presume everything is uh, in good faith and 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 for good reason. So uh, if you care about the rules, Robert says you gotta you gotta you gotta let, let's just let, let's give everybody uh, their 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 credit. I don't think anybody is trying to to. Um, um, uh, be uh, you know uh, uh, a bad actor here. Everybody just wants to the best thing for this party. So let's talk to yeah, each other. 100%. Let's talk to each other and let's know that we're, well we're everyone here just wants the best. Yeah. All right. Well so uh, I don't want to go uh, too over today. So uh, why don't we wrap it up at this point and uh, give us whatever plugs and final shoutouts you want to give us? Uh, uh, Rob Coburn, handsomest man in the world. You're welcome. <laughs> oh wow that was that was very quick okay yeah. uh, <laughs> all right well thank you rob i'm sure we'll see you again before convention on here on the show i'm sure i'll see you outside of the show yeah. uh jamie do you want to shout anything out uh nothing i'm i'm glad to be here for the first time and i i hope that you know i have future engagements here uh, yeah i'm sure it won't be the last uh because next week we have a very exciting guest uh brandon ventrum one of our state senate candidates from 2022 and current uh judicial committee member for the lppa and bucks county secretary will be joining us next week to talk about uh his run for office and uh outreach to um oft forgotten communities that uh libertarians uh, wouldn't necessarily be reaching out to. So that'll be a very interesting discussion. Definitely join us for that. Uh, same time, Thursday at nine. We may do an episode before that. Um, just yeah, keep, keep an eye out for special episode that may be throwing in between that. We're still working mm -hmm. out the timeline on it and whatnot. Yep, but that'll be announced uh, as soon as we know. So, yep, excellent. Yeah, until then, don't forget to take human action, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.